Hi, my name is Yemi, and I'm here with my co-host, Philia. Hey, guys. And welcome to Treading Treading Faith. Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to taking a deep dive into open, honest, fun, and sometimes difficult conversations surrounding everyday life, our relationships, and our faith walk with Christ. So, Philia, what are we getting into today? Well, we are giving all of you a season pass to miracles where we closely examine the miracles of Jesus Christ and we apply it to modern day life. Now, miracles are inexplicable events that cannot be explained through scientific means. But in the faith world, hey, we just attribute it to the Lord. Now, today we are covering the miracle of healing a blind man in Bethsaida. But this will be taken from the book of Mark, chapter 8, verses 22 to 26. I will be reading from the ESV version, but feel free to use any version of your choice. And it reads, And they came to Bethsaida, and some people brought to him a blind man and begged him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. And when he had spit on his eyes and laid his hands on him, he asked him, do you see anything? And he looked up and said, I see people, but they look like trees walking. Then Jesus laid his hands on his eyes again, and he opened his eyes and his sight was restored. And he saw everything clearly. And he sent him to his home saying, do not even enter the village. Amen. Amen. I really found this miracle interesting because we know that Jesus is more than able, more than capable of healing anyone, including the dead, instantaneously. But in this miracle, Jesus does it in stages. So the first time when I read it, and Jesus asked, what do you see or can you see? And he says, well, I see men, but they look like tall trees walking. I'm like, what's going on? Jesus is losing his touch. Like <laughs> what's happening here? Is he losing his, his, his you know, uh, uh, um, you mojo. know, his mojo? That's how I felt. But I'm like, no, this can't be. And even though this is such a short miracle or a short verse in the Bible, it's saying to me that sometimes Jesus does work in stages. Not everything is instantaneous. Sometimes he needs us to be able to take off the rose-colored lenses and see things until the point of clarity. Because seeing is believing, but then some people, if they get it too quickly, they don't learn from it. So in this way, it's almost the appreciation of almost there, but not there. And now Jesus says, okay, let me take it all away and make sure that it's clear now. And this is why I think he did it in stages for this particular man. It was not necessarily about his faith, but it was about his clarity. It was about his, um, it was about teaching him that in order to get clarity, sometimes you have to go through stages. Amen. I like that, Philia. It's like you have to walk. I mean, you have to crawl before you walk, walk before you run. Mm -hmm. And sometimes revelation doesn't come to us overnight. And sometimes our miracles don't come to us overnight. It comes in stages. And this is an example that Jesus is actually showing us, we who are now reading this. And he was showing his disciples that some things are not in focus all the time. But if you still have faith, if you still believe, it can become focus. But you have to have that 
faith. You have to have faith to move to the next stage. Not everything happens instantaneous in our life. And all of us who want a miracle, who want something very specific, want it to happen overnight. And Jesus is always telling us that there is going to be a period where we have to work. We have to do things that we have to wait. We have to watch. And this is just an example. He uses this miracle as a, a demonstration that you still have to watch. You still have to pray. You still have to increase your faith to reach the other side. It doesn't come instantaneous. Nothing comes easy. All right. Amen. I love the fact that you mention and reiterate the fact that nothing comes easy because in all the other miracles, Jesus actually questions everyone's faith. In this one, he doesn't talk about faith. He talks about progress mm -hmm. and he shows him progress. So um, he, it, it almost shows that he didn't doubt that this man didn't have faith, but he probably felt like, yeah, you do, yes, you do have faith, but the progress is what I want you to learn from this is that not everything has to come because you want it or because you pray for it. It still has to be the right time and at God's will. And I think this is why the first version of him spitting on his eyes is like, okay, I can see, I can tell this is a man, but it's a little blurry, but it's like, okay, let me do this again. Not that he couldn't have done it the first time. And now there's an appreciation of the fact and understanding that nothing is instantaneous. It also is the idea for me that <clears throat> by healing this man, I would say the true understanding or coming to grips of what our reality is, is also comes in stages. Because remember, everything that we have, you have to work for, right? A baby can has to crawl before he walks. Like you said, you have to walk before you run. You don't just wake up or you're born and you start running. Even if you might feel like you are, there is a foundation that needs to happen. And to me, this miracle is showing that foundation. And it, it's interesting because the other miracles, Jesus could have done this, but I think this was a good example of using it because it had to do with eyesight. It's not like as if he's raising someone from the dead and first the person is sleeping, then he's waking up. It's like, I think this miracle was the perfect miracle to show that example. I, I think you're right. And I think for, he needed this man to say he can see in stages for his disciples to understand Jesus's teaching. Mm -hmm. Jesus went about teaching and not everything that you he taught people understood instantaneously. There were times where he would say something and his disciples, we, we covered this when we were talking about the parables, will ask him like, what do you mean by this teacher? So the revelation does come slow. And even when you read the Bible, not everything will you will have immediate understanding. You need to ask God for revelation. And the revelation will not always be the same. You can read a text today that means something. And in five years from now, it means something else, depending on the context of your life. You had to experience growth. You had to experience maturation in order for you to have a different understanding. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's about sight, but sight in the spiritual mm -hmm. realm, mm -hmm. not just the physical. Mm -hmm. So even in the spiritual realm, we have what Alana used to say, baby Christians, mm -hmm. right? You have a, a, an understanding. And this is probably what children learn about Jesus. Jesus died for my sin. Jesus loves everyone. But Jesus taught really hard, difficult lessons. And not all of it is 
is easily digestible. Some things are even condemnations on ourselves today. So some of us don't even want to accept some of the teachings because it feels like a condemnation on the life that we are living today. But that's why we continue to have a prayerful life. That's why we continue to ask for God's intervention, for the Holy Spirit to minister to us daily. That's why it's so important that we say this in our prayers because we have to change. We can see the world through rose-colored glasses mm -hmm. and we can say la-di-da-di-da, and that is our, we don't have enough spiritual awakening to move to the next stage. And part of growth, a lot of people are saying in this year, they want growth. They want to go closer to God. A lot of that means that you need to re-examine your own life. Mm. You need to take yeah. off your rose-colored glasses, see clearly into the things that you need to change, not about just about yourself, but about your situations and your surroundings. Sometimes you need to get rid of things. Sometimes you need to um, open the door to things. But we don't always have that realization overnight. Sometimes it takes us time. It takes us many failures. <laughs> Sometimes it just takes practice for, right. for us to be able to have that muscle, that spiritual muscle I to get that. where we are. Even prayer. You, when, I, when I wanted to come up with like... Um, when I wanted to become better at prayer, when I wanted to have a better understanding of the Bible, this is how the power prayer line started mm -hmm. because I wanted to be better at prayer and I knew I wanted to use the text. So I had to learn the text. That meant I had to read and understand the Bible, mm -hmm. but I couldn't do that by myself. I had to be accountable. So the audience gave me an accountability partner. Philia gave me an accountability partner and made my not only my desire grow, but it helped me to become deeper, enriched, more focused. I'm telling you, every time I read these scriptures, I learn something new. Yeah. Even if you've already gone over them, you see them in a different light. Absolutely. Um, I love the fact that you talk about his disciples not having a full understanding or maturation of the of what he was teaching because, you know, before arriving in Bethsaida, Jesus and his apostles were having discussions, you know, in which these apostles were, um, they were failing to understand him. So in Mark 8, verse 18, he actually says, having eyes, don't you see? So the fact that he could even ask that question, it's like, yes, you, you see, and you think you see what you see, but really seeing is, understanding and having that spiritual eye, not just the physical, right? So having this man, healing this man in these stages was in fact to teach his, uh, his, his apostles that they had to also, they could see, but they're not seeing clearly. They really, really need to dig deeper into faith, into the word into the teachings, into the full understanding so that their spiritual eye is awakened. And then of course the physical will also be awakened. And I love how Jesus pulls this man aside because the other miracles, a lot of it he did in the public eye. In this particular one, he pulled him aside. And there was a reason why he did that because it was meant for his followers. It wasn't meant for the public to see. Yeah, that's, that's, that's such a, I would say, wonderful and very smart tactic. It's such a Jesus thing to do, to, to, to have double meanings, yes. to have multiple meanings and things. That's why we can read the text and reread it and have a different, different understanding. understanding. Yes. It's the, the ability to make this word the living word. And, and we know that Jesus is the word. Right. 
And so it is living. That means it develops and it grows and it's a seed inside of us that grows and it needs spiritual water. We need spiritual awakening. Nothing stays the same. Change is constant, but change is good if you're growing in the right direction. So like Billy and C, you have eyes to see, but you can't see. Right. You can see, but you can't see right. or see clearly. <laughs> right. right. The idea of sight means that it makes us believe that it's automatic. Correct. But it's not. Right. Some of us need a little bit of help seeing that you need maybe outside assistance, maybe need uh, a helper. Sometimes you just need to grow, need to develop so that you can see. It's almost like you can see someone clearly, right? right? It's like you're dating someone and in the beginning, everything is great, but then you get to really see the person, right? You get to learn more about the person. So you have eyes to see, but you can't really see until you see clearly. (laughs) Think, Think about it. This is a perfect example. When your parents, your mom is sending you to go get something and they say right there on the shelf, And you're like, where? Right there. Can't you see? It's right in front of you. And literally, only when your mom physically comes and touches the eye, you're like, how is it possible? I was looking right there and I did not see. And that's just in the physical. So just imagine in the spiritual, what that understanding is. It's like you have eyes, but you really, really, really don't see. Because if you did, you would have that full understanding. And this is what Jesus was trying to teach us with this. Perfect. I, I think this is a perfect example that we can't go around saying that we know everything. <laughs> no yes. one knows, knows it all. Right. We still have a lot to learn. We still have the ability to grow. And that's amazing that we can still deepen our wisdom and that we can ask God for wisdom. And he says anyone who asks, he will give he it will to give. them freely. So you can just ask for insight. You can ask for discernment. You can ask for eyes to see clearly. There's nothing that our good God wouldn't give Mm. give to us Mm. so that we can grow spiritually. And sometimes we need to grow spiritually. Sometimes we need to grow emotionally. Sometimes we need to grow physically. There's lots of growth that can happen in this This particular miracle doesn't just mean that we need spiritual eyes, which we do need, but we also need growth and development and maturation in every aspect of our life. Think about any aspect of your life that this can affect, your relationships, your your career, your, your, um, your home life, your spiritual life. Any areas that something seems cloudy means that you need clarity you need vision you need discernment you need those eyes to see and you have to ask god and sometimes god gives you a word in a way that you don't know and maybe you don't even understand it yet but then it comes around again yes and there's clarity and that's the reason why there are times that we've seen and read certain scriptures and it's like i didn't see it this way the last time and there's such a clarity because we are also you know feeding and nourishing our our souls because we are reading the Bible and we're getting the word. So we're seeing different layers of things with the knowledge and the spiritual nourishment that we're gaining. So it also shows that growth and that progress that Jesus is trying to teach through this miracle. You know, so when before, in fact, we thought that we were seeing things clearly and what we know is what we know, you realize you haven't even touched the surface. Mm. So this is, I I really like. I love that you just said that because it's like the tip of the iceberg kind of thing. You don't 
you don't know what's under the surface. Right. You just only see the tip, right? right? Like right. you're you're like it's like the Titanic. It's like, oh, we can just go around it and right. then boom, right? Because right. you don't see what's underneath. Right. And we need time, we need wisdom, we need discernment, we need growth. And we know we don't grow by ourselves. We need people. That's why I'm grateful for Philia. That's why I'm yeah. grateful for this podcast and everyone who's listening, people who especially who come to Wisdom Wednesday, because I learned so much on those days. Yes. We need each other to grow spiritually and to grow emotionally. Right. I feel like this has given us a way to develop that is beyond just our our spiritual health. Correct. This helps right. us in our daily life. I mean, we as Christians shouldn't be Christians only one on Sundays or only when we're in church. We should be Christians 24 hours seven. Mm -hmm. And so that maturity that we need mm -hmm grows we have that when we grow in a group when we learn from each other so right. this is i actually didn't even realize this essentially right. i was just like oh yeah this is a message that he was teaching his <laughs> disciples but the more that we talk about it it's for like yeah it's like the holy spirit saying get me like I'm trying to tell you this is about you open your eyes to see right. there are things that you need to see there are areas that you need to grow there are things that you um, need and the revelation doesn't come instantaneously. It mm. may, but you think it does, right? Because right. you'd be like, oh my God, I just got it. But that took time. Right. There's a lot of different factors that plays in part of you having that, oh my God, I got right. it. That meant you encountering someone who had an experience or a testimony that made you think about things a little different. That may that meant that you need to have an experience where maybe that you fell to the ground. And you had to beg God, you know, you came off your high horse and you needed God only. All these things contribute to us having insight and wisdom and eyes to see clearly. Amen. Amen. I really, really, really love this, um, this miracle. And like you said, the more we talk about it, the more in depth that it becomes and the more revelation that we're getting, like it does need to go in progress. And that's the way Jesus works. I love Jesus. <laughs> I love Jesus. And I too. love this miracle. It's, it was it was a great revelation right now. <laughs> well, stay tuned for announcements and closing prayers. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today as we discuss the Jesus miracle of healing a blind man in Bethsaida. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. And before we wrap, we have a few announcements and then we would like to close in prayer. First, we'd like to announce that we will be back next week with another podcast where we discuss the miracle Jesus performed when he healed a demon-possessed boy. We will also be hosting our next Wisdom Wednesday Live on YouTube next Wednesday, February 22nd at our new time of 8 p.m. Eastern time on our YouTube channel, Treading Faith. Treading Faith is also our Instagram handle, so follow our IG page to keep current on what's happening with Treading Faith. Our podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, and our website, treadingfaith.captivate.fm, and where other podcasts are found. You can subscribe and share with your friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors alike. Lastly, this is a reminder to add another note to your faith box or jar. The faith box is what we, or what I'm calling God's, God's good gift. It's a box or a jar where you keep weekly accomplishments, reminders, testimonies of good news. 
At the end of the year, we will review the contents to remind ourselves and to have insight into God's presence in our life year round. Nothing is too big or too small to include. Include a note, something personal for you today. Now let's join together in prayer. We believe in the power of prayer and specifically praying the text of the Bible because according to Isaiah 55, 11, God's word does not come back void. We also believe that our prayers are strengthened in numbers. So we ask that you come into agreement with us for this prayer. Lord, Father, God, we give you thanks. We honor, we glorify your mercy, your merciful name. Father, we thank you for your presence in our life. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your guidance. We thank you for wisdom. Father, according to Matthew 18, 20, when two or more more are gathered in your name, you are present. We welcome your presence this day and every day into our lives. Father, we've learned so much by reading and discussing your word. We also learned that we do not have sight easily. It does not come overnight. That some revelations may not be instantaneous. But if we have patience and we keep our focus on you, you will reveal things in due time. Psalms 146.8 says, the Lord opens the eyes of the blind, the Lord lifts up those who are bound down, and the Lord loves the righteous. Father God, we ask you to lift us, any one of us who is feeling low or down, or who may be in a position that is deemed beneath us. Father, make us the head and not the tail. Open our eyes to see open our minds to understand and open our ears to hear. Proverbs 20, 12 says, the hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord made them both. So Father, we pray your blessings and your hands come upon our eyes and ears to be open and to hear and, and to hear and see your glory. James 1, 5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let them ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him. Father God, we ask you for wisdom today. We ask you for wisdom and forgiveness to forgive our transgressions and help us move forward in a better way. Move forward with the fruits of the spirit. Move forward with a gracious heart, a kind spirit and loving compassion as Jesus has shown us. Father God, if there's any areas in which we need help. Father, give us the wisdom to see. Give us the patience to wait on you so that the wisdom can be made perfect, so that we can be made whole. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that that by testing you may discern what is the will of God what is good and acceptable and perfect. So Father God, when we stew on your word, when we stew on the things that are happening, oh Father God, we ask for the patience so that we can renew our mind on your word and apply it to our lives so that we can see what we need to see. So what needs to be revealed, we can receive it at the appropriate time. For Father God, we know that your timing is perfect. Isaiah 30, 21 says, in your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way to walk in. When you turn to the right or when you turn to the left, 
Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father, that you are always guiding our every steps. We thank you that you are telling us which way to go. Father God, we ask for direction in our life. We ask for you to open pathways that we haven't even imagined. And the things that, and the desires of our heart, we, Father God, we ask you to give us clarity to see if it aligns with your will and to give us a path forward. Father, we know that because nothing comes instantaneously, that we need to work on our patience to wait on you, to wait on your word and wait on your timing. Romans 12, 12 says, rejoice in hope and be patient in tribulation and be constant in prayer. Let us remember to pray, pray to you continuously with the good and the bad. Give us a heart of patience. Give us a willing spirit. Give us a tongue that speaks praise and a mind that focuses on prayer. Romans 8.25 says, but if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for impatience. So while we wait in patience, we know that you will give us sight to see. Philippians 4.6 says, do not be anxious about anything, but everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So we're letting our request be known to you, God, by coming to, uh, t- together in agreement for this prayer. Father, give us wisdom. Give us patience. Open our eyes. Give us revelations. Direct us. Give, up, give us a path forward. We trust in you, oh, Father God. We surrender to your will, oh, Father God. We ask you to heal us from the inside, oh, Father God. Make us better Christians, better humans, better citizens of the world. Lead us to do the things you have called us to do so that we may not stray from the path but we might find fulfillment in following you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your wisdom. And we thank you for your love and intervention in our life. Matthew 18, 19 says, if at least two of us agree on earth about anything we ask for, it will be done by our father in heaven. So we come into agreement when we say amen, amen, and amen. Thank you all for tuning in today. We love you so much. We can't wait to catch you on the next podcast. Have a blessed week. Bye.